Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral, simpler communications listening to this belly up sports podcast network product some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Scoreboard Addicts podcast. I'm Nick, and with me as always is Anthony the Rook. TJ is not here tonight. It will just be just the two. <laughs> yes. For tonight, TJ has been busting his ass at work, and uh, and he, he, he tapped out for tonight. But we are also featuring our guy, uh, into our intern, Stack Guy Sal, who will be in the backgrounds for this episode of the Screen Addicts podcast. This time around, we're reviewing 2004 baseball movie, Mr. 3000, starring the late Bernie Mac, Angela Bassett, Brian White, Paul Sorvino, and Chris Noth. Now, the reason we are reviewing this film is because the recent baseball discussions regarding the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown and its voting criteria. The premise of this movie is based on a fictional retired Milwaukee brewer, Stan Ross, a.k.a. Mr. 3000, who's in his fourth year of eligibility for the Hall of Fame. As the Hall of Fame prepares for his inevitable enshrinement into its hallowed gates, the statisticians at the Hall come to the revelation that he did not actually get 3,000 hits, but three of his hits were counted twice erroneously, thereby nullifying his entire existence in baseball lore. Now, because the Hall of Fame allows the Baseball Writers Association of America to vote on who will be enshrined, and because Stan was rude to the media and not the best of teammates, his not having 3,000 hits seems to be blocking him from ever being inducted. Stan can't allow this and decides to return from retirement at the ripe old age of 47 to collect his three hits and hopefully his rightful place in both the Hall of Fame and baseball history. So, Anthony, what did you think of the movie? It's actually the first time I've ever seen this movie. So it's actually, no, is it? Yeah, it's the first time. I knew. I, actually, no, actually, I can't say the first times. I've seen parts of it. I never actually watched it fully. Um, and I obviously know about it. I know like what happens and what the premise is. So I do love Bernie Mac. I mean, obviously rest in peace, Bernie Mac. I mean, he's, he's such a funny comedian. Some of the roles he's done. I mean, you've seen him. I mean, what was one of his last movies was like, uh, bad Santa. I think he was hilarious in that too. Uh, just overall, just a great, great actor, great comedian. Uh, definitely miss him. Uh, you know, he had a lot of range. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. I did enjoy this movie with him and, 
Yeah, I, I I enjoy it. It's it's a funny movie. It's a fun movie. It's light. It's not it's not heavy. It's it's joking, you know, about the whole process of the Hall of Fame and the joke that we've spent, you know, last week talking about it. Um, or yeah, last week, two weeks ago, maybe. Um, last week. Last week it was last week. Uh, and then just it's, it's just so relevant right now because it's we're talking about Mister Three Thousand. Basically, I think you said it too before. Is basically Jeff Kent. I mean, Jeff Kent. This is his ninth year on the ballot, didn't get in. And we all know why. It's because he's not, he wasn't nice to the media. And it's still one I mean, of the. He wasn't a good teammate either. He was a douchebag. Yeah, he wasn't a good teammate either. I mean, basically, he's essentially just the story of Jeff Kent. Except I don't know if the Jeff Kent, I don't think he had 3,000 hits. No, no. And he didn't quit when he was 32 years old. Yeah. Or no, yeah. he was uh, in Mr. 3000. He's, he's 38. 38. He's got to be 38. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as we said before, Jeff Kent was the, you know, best offensive player at his position at second base. So from the not, not being the Hall of Fame is kind of when you look at this, where, you know, Stan Ross in the movie had three thousand hits, which usually it's just a shoe in. I mean, at the time of the he movie, five hundred home runs, three hundred yeah. wins. Yeah, three thousand hits, and it's. I think at the time of the movie, I think they said he was supposed to be the twenty-first player. I think now is a little more because Jeter and I think Paul Holtz may have joined, uh, but. Yeah, it's it's and A-Rod. funny. And it's how often many people yeah, A-Rod, yeah. And how many people have played baseball throughout the history of over a hundred years? And then here's Miss Stan Ross who gets it, gets a three thousand hit. And he knew it too at the beginning of the movie. When it does happen, he has that ball and he's like, This is my key, this is my way to get in the hall of fame. Like it doesn't matter what any of you guys say, I had three thousand hits. And uh and obviously despite that, he still wasn't getting in. Um, I do love when after the whole 3,000 hit scene, they show him at the uh, the 3,000 plaza, where which he owns. And everything ball. becomes 2,999. Spoiler alert. Yes, spoiler alert at the end. Yeah, but I like it. Just it reminded me of those old school commercials that used to be on the on the S network, where like the guy would be dancing around like the furniture store and stuff. Like that's, what, that's yeah, what it really reminds cool. me of the uh, what's that joke? Uh, Jones barbecue and foot massage. Yes, that's Jones yeah. barbecue and foot massage. <laughs> But there actually was a commercial like that for the it was a, a mattress store in the Bronx and used to always play during Yankee games and it was hilarious. It was about like come down to our mattress store and the guy was like rapping and stuff. It was great. But that's what it reminded me. Where, where's Roscoe? Yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah. What is that? Empire, uh, or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's like the dog that sniffs out bugs. Yeah, it's just the bed sniffing dog. Oh, where's, don't know you ask Roscoe. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, some interesting things that I noticed about the movie. Uh, so the second baseman and the shortstop, Skillet and Minadeo, they remind me of Jackson and Spots. If you've ever seen Down Periscope, uh, never Jackson, seen. you've never seen Down, Down Periscope. It's a great movie starring Leslie, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. And there's, there's a black guy and a white guy that are the drivers of the submarine. And they're continuously bickering and betting and gambling on everything all, yeah. all the time. And but they're friends, but they treat each other like shit through the entire movie, and that just reminded me of of Minadeo and Skillet about how they've always got like a friendly competition going on. But clearly, they're best friends. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, their their chemistry is good too. And that's what's his name? He's the uh, he's in a, he's in other sports movies. He's in the Benchwarmers. He's the guy that says the yes, I, I am twelve. He's in he's in Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's in, another, he's in quite a few things. Yeah, he's not a familiar face. Throughout this movie, there are familiar faces too. Um, 
I also thought that Skillet, who's played by Dondre Whitfield, I thought initially uh, watch rewatching it for a split second, I thought it was Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah, you know, I thought for a second too. I thought he was one of the Wayans brothers. <laughs> and he's not. He's not he's related not, to them at all. But uh, another familiar face in this one was uh, Anthony Boca Carter, uh, who's he, he played Jackie Aprilli in the uh, in the Sopranos. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, I like I like his character in this movie. I like in the beginning he has like the mullet. And then obviously they should fast forward to the future. He doesn't. He doesn't the mullet anymore. But he's got the. Uh, who is the? Who is the pitcher? That had uh, the. He looked like Kenny Powers. No, I mean I meant like a real pitcher. Oh, um, I forgot that guy's name, but there was a pitcher closer for the Phillies. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Or, or even John Crook. John Crook had a mullet back. John in the Crook 90s. had a mullet. Yeah, yeah. Famous mullets. Let's see. But uh, I also thought that T Rex Pennebaker looks like a jacked up Mookie Betts. Yeah. And he's from a lot of movies too. He's a he's a pretty uh, well known actor. Stomp the yard. Yeah, he is. I think I did see that. I was looking up where everyone's from, and obviously Angela Bassett has. And that's a, and that's um. Figure. That's Brian White, plays yeah. uh, T Rex Pennebaker. I yeah. thought he did a great job as as T Rex, uh, yeah. young kid full of talent, uh, you know, on a crap team, and that's kind of how it is. I mean, that, that's how people mm -hmm. get. Especially and, like a small Stan market. trying to show him the era of Stan's ways. Yeah. Except yeah, Stan's small, right. small market Milwaukee, they base it on. And it's funny because yeah, Stan Ross is on that team all those years, never made playoffs. I guess it seemed like no, uh, he won he won the World Series. What are you talking about? Wait, he won the World Series? Yeah. I don't want over that part. So <laughs> he's if all he right. retired in 1990. So the movie takes place when he gets his 3000 pit in 1995. If he's 38 in 1995, oh, you're saying, and if he played 15 years, then he played in 1980. They won the World Series in like 1983. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what it is? I'm looking at the timeline of where we are now, and I watched it, and I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> um, he has his World Series ring on at one point during the movie. Like, I don't know why I didn't recognize it. I guess I, I honestly, I watched the films my first time watching it, it was, had a little distraction every now and then. So, it might have been one of the the key points that I missed, but some of the things that I did enjoy in the beginning when he does his uh, when they're retiring his number, um, yes. When they ask, when they go, we got Boca here for you. You got Tony here. Tony Carter is his name, and uh, Big Horse Borelli, and he goes, "What happened to Paul Molitor, Robin Yount?" And they're oh, yeah, like, "They said no thanks." <laughs> yeah. I like that he that he actually like. Uh, mentions like some real brewers that are like hall of fame brewers yeah and they were like yeah fuck you <laughs> well i like that part too because they bring this guy and they're like he's like did i ever play with him and like that's the only person that said they would come and he only played like a couple innings like as a relief pitcher with him and it's when he was year. a rookie when he was a rookie yeah <laughs> in 79 or something like that yeah yeah exactly well, which brings you to the point with the uh that he was around back in the 80s yeah like he played with you your rookie year and i and then boca when he does his speech there, that made me laugh too. And he's just like, he hits. He hit that like, ball. Hit the ball. And I loved him for it. Yep. And he sits right down. And Bernie Mac just like, he's like, say it, baby. Say it. Like, this I, I want to have ball. a relation. I think I feel like the three of us have that relationship that Boca has with Dan. Dan Ross, yeah. And and honestly, like the part where he goes at the end, Moe's already left him. He's his team hates him, and he looks at at Boca and goes, "You want to marry me? You want to get married?" And he goes, "What?" He goes, "Come on, man! You're the only one that loves me." And he goes, <laughs> "You know, I'm waiting 15 years for you to ask me. Now that you have, 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a good relationship. They have a good back and forth. Uh, that's definitely like one of the parts that I enjoyed of the movie. Um, I'm trying to remember other other funny parts. I like the training montage. I thought that was pretty good. With the uh, Macho Man. No, it's, no, it's YMCA. It's it's YMCA. Yeah, the YMCA is playing, and he's doing all he's doing the the Soul Cycle, the cycle ten, class. The ten push-ups. Yeah, he couldn't do the ten push-ups. That's a girl push-up. My, did my knees touch Boca? My knees hey, touch. Did somebody say that girl push-up don't count. Nobody said a girl's push-ups don't count. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trying to be uh, the funny part to me that I really enjoyed is uh, Stan and uh, Skillet, 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 teaching yeah. uh, Fakura had a had a curse, or Fakura yeah. had a curse, and he's yeah. going, "Son of a bitch!" After the game, we pick up some biatches. Kiss my. <laughs> Black ass. Whoa, 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 now. Don't get personal. I didn't mean it. I know you didn't mean it. Don't say that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's another good part, too, with the... Uh, the, the uh, and the funny part is that uh, I can't remember his name. His name is something something Dale something. That actor is not foreign at all. The actor that plays uh, Fukuda is not foreign. He's American. Ian Anthony Dale. Yes. Yeah, that's his name. Is, is his name... Uh, but you're right, he is in the hangover. Uh, yeah. and he, he may not have been in the recent um Mortal Kombat movie. I thought he was, but he may not have been. He was in a short series of, of Mortal Kombat. It was called uh, it was like an online series. Uh, it was called Mortal Kombat Legacy, and he plays Scorpion in that. Oh, and then uh he was also in Hawaii 5 He was. That's what he was in. Yeah, that, that is accurate. Um <laughs> Also, uh, Cheddar Bob is in this movie. Yes, that was that was actually one of the points I actually did write down. I'm looking at my I was looking at my notes. Yeah, Cheddar Bob. <laughs> so shoot yourself, Cheddar Bob. And he's and he's like the voice of of reason. Yeah, he is. He bunch uh, of little leaguers. And here's, a, here's one of the fun facts I looked up on the uh, on IMDb was the do you know who plays the sausage? mascot it's dane cook dane cook plays the sausage mascot obviously never yeah, really yeah, seen anything that credit dane cook's a huge baseball fan he's a red sox fan though Mess you know who else is in this movie who buster posey plays an astros yeah. player at the end i did see that he plays he was in high school at the time he's 17 years old and uh he was in this movie so yeah that's it's a lot right of cool cameos. Florida State. do you have a so, list of uh, other cameos uh yeah a bunch of cameos in this movie so uh, obviously them, because it's a sports movie there's a lot of espn going on there's a lot of fox sports yes. going on so some of the cameos we have are from the best damn sports show period john oh, yeah. sally and tom arnold which tom yeah. arnold has a great back and forth with bernie mac where bernie mac says something like you know tom you wouldn't even be sitting there right now if, if roseanne didn't make you famous and tom says something along the lines of like you know i'd be offended if it weren't true yeah. I wonder if that was improv. Do you think that was improv? I, I hope it was because that was so funny. That, uh, that, Ron, that was, I actually kind of forgot about that scene, but yeah, the best day of the sports show. Ron Darling from the Mets makes a cameo. Yes. Larry King, rest in peace. Uh, he makes a cameo mm -hmm. on Larry King Live. Yes, uh, Michael right. Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser from Pardon the Interruption. Mm -hmm. are, they, they're on the sh they're in there. Stuart Scott, rest in peace, is in the, yeah. in the movie. The late great uh, Jay Leno. Scott. So Jay Leno, Jay Leno's in it. Chris Rose, yeah. Peter Gammons, Dick Enberg, uh, Keegan Michael Key. 
Yeah, as a reporter. In the very beginning, Stan's taking BP, and he's a reporter asking Stan questions. Uh, obviously, Dane Cook is in it, and Carmen Electra makes a cameo on the Jay Leno show. Right, right. And uh, back when she was still married to Dave uh, Navarro. Okay. And uh, and Jay Leno picks up the phone. Stan says something to her, like, flirtatiously, and Jay Leno picks up the phone and goes, Dave, there's a large black man hitting on your wife. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, they, they all make cameos in this movie. Um, I, I, you know, this is a redemption story ultimately, right? Yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it really, it truly is. I mean, at the end of it, obviously, he he kind of turns around. And he tries to teach uh, T Rex, you know, that you know it's not all about individual here. It's be more of a teammate and kind of just let him teach him from his own mistakes from there. And then, and that whole part about when they they finally bench him because they're all. Well, I guess they benched him because they're going on the away, the uh, I guess the visitor, the trip, whatever. They're going to well, be away he, for a while. He's, he's they don't want to waste the hit on um, an away crowd. Exactly, and they wanted to be done at home, um, which then you know obviously gives him less chances. So I think that's kind of where it kind of falls apart again towards the uh, where he gets kind of a little upset about it. I guess no, no, he starts he starts getting his own he starts drinking his own Kool Aid again. What do you mean? That's when everybody starts calling him to be on TV shows and all the now he's yeah. yeah, and that's where it kind of falls apart because everyone was thinking that he was making that turning that corner, being better, and then he kind of goes back to going on these TV shows talking about the situation, and then uh and then finally at the end he's gotta once again redeem himself, which I guess we're you know, I guess we'll just go into the ending now here. Uh, but you know, he has an opportunity to get the three thousand hit. Uh, but he, uh, you know, decides uh, give a sacrifice bunt, so they get uh, third place uh, and they win the game. But my question for you, Nick, is it's not a playoff on the line; it's just third place. Would you have bunted or would you have swung if you got the three thousand eight? That's it's a great question. Um, I really want to say that I would have went for the three thousandth hit. I would one hundred percent have gone for it, <laughs> but I, I really, honestly, don't think I would have. I think I would have. It's third place. Is you're still you're still not making the playoffs. You know? I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just I'm just saying is uh, it just to me uh, as an for who I am as a person, I made the promise to somebody. I motivated somebody. I tried to get somebody to do it for me to do something selfish. After trying to tell everybody else to be so selfless, yeah. I, I just I me personally, I just couldn't do it. I don't know. I I, I feel like I would have been like. I, although knowing my skill set, I probably wouldn't have been able to lay down the bunt. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if I was Stan Ross, I would have laid down the bunt. Yeah, I mean, it is it is a good. Uh, that's like what completes the redemption story. Obviously, at that point, was that he well, has well, that he's in the Hall of Fame. And then, yeah, it eventually gets him to Hall of Fame because they obviously turn the corner there, and everyone sees that he is not just this uh, you know selfish player. Um, and then obviously, obviously, the, the course of the one month that he's with them because they they brought him up in September. Uh, but being a good teammate, um, seeing him improve as a person, not being as cocky, he kind of, uh, you know, ate some humble pie there, uh, you know, during this process. And then eventually leads to him finally getting into the Hall of Fame as Mr. 2,999 hits. Yeah. Um, I like the uh, the Ross bar. I would buy that candy bar. <laughs> I, would I would go to the bar, that. just the bar that he's at. Hang out with him. And That's a nice him. bar, man. It is a nice bar. That was a really nice bar. The whole part I, with the beer bottle, I thought was cool. Yeah, the, in the beginning with the the trying to tell out the tenth of a second if you could catch it. Yeah, 
he still has the uh the the reflex to do it, but I I would just go to the bar and just hang out with Boca. Boca just seems like a cool dude. Doesn't he? Good old Jackie April seems just yeah. like a nice guy, you know. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying, I love the story that he tells. So I look at Boca and I know Boca's looking at me, and I know Boca's thinking what I'm thinking. So I know that Boca's gonna lay one down. We're gonna suicide squeeze. So I start getting down the line. Boca takes a full hack. Boom, the ball goes by my head. And I'm thinking, what was Boca thinking? And Boca goes, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> yeah, they have, like I said, they have a really good relationship. What about the uh, the love story of this between him and Mo, who's played by Angela Bassett? I guess they, they have like that previous history, too. I want to know what the hell happened in Toronto. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. I was waiting for them to explain that. I thought they just glossed over it. I mean, what about my, my favorite part with their relationship is I'll pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> when he's begging her for sex and goes, I'll pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness. There's a lot, there's um, a lot of good lines. I, Bernie Mac is, like I said, Bernie Mac's great in this movie. And speaking of which, I know usually we like to do this when we go back. Uh, we review these movies just to see whether what is that, uh, what, who may have been casted. And I think what happened was John Travolta was originally offered the role of Mr. 3000, but he was doing, yeah, I just read this before. He's John Travolta was supposed to be Mr. 3000, but he was too busy doing promotional stuff for uh, Qantas Airwaves. So he uh, he decided not to do uh, the movie. And I guess I'm, glad. To Mac. I'm glad too, because I don't think it's as good of a movie. It's not funny I either. I think Bernie Mac for me was a combination of like Barry Bonds, Tony Gwynn, and like Ricky Henderson and Jeff Kent just kind of all slapped into one person. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And I, I thought the way he, he swung the bat, I thought at first when I was watching him, like, it doesn't look that natural of a, of a baseball player. But then I realized he kind of had like a Tony Glenn type of swing to it. I was watching that swing and I was like, he kind of looks like Tony, like kind of hunched over. Tony yeah. Glenn looked very slappy. And yeah, exactly. At one point, he says he swings a 34, which is actually really small for a baseball player professionally. Yeah, I was I like, I swing thing. a 34. Like, yeah, I was like, 34 seems light. <laughs> this, this is a 34. Yeah. And and I, I am not, obviously not a professional baseball player. Yeah. Professionals usually sing around what, what T-Rex swings, a 36. But Tony yeah. Gwynn swung a 30. Actually, a 29 and a half. Oh, wow. I just didn't know that. But, yeah, he had, yeah. like, that slap. Because Tony Gwynn was just a great hitter. Um, Rod Carew also swung a very short bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then – um. Would, uh, trying to think from there with oh also I, I think like, could have gotten some more major leaguers in it to play yeah, very minor roles. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. I think that Big Horse Borelli could have been played by a, a baseball player. John Cruck could have played Big Horse Borelli, or yeah. or they could have got Roger Clemens to go in there and play Big Horse Borelli. Or I mean, I don't know. There's there's a million guys that could have went in there to pretend to be this fictional character, uh, mm-hmm. and they could have got that a former major leaguer to to play it. Even the guy that plays Blackout Gatling. From Little Big League, yeah, he could have been Big Borelli, and he was a former uh, minor leaguer, right? Like, you know, so I think they no, should have got some to play that. And w- I also think they should have changed Boca's last name. I agree with that too. It should have been like he should have been Borelli, Anthony. Borelli. Yeah, he could have been, but he could have been Anthony Borelli, yeah. and then he's Boca Borelli. Yeah, Boca Borelli, as opposed to being Boca Carter, which I'm like, there's no way in hell that guy's last name is Carter. Carter, yeah. But uh, the other thing I was uh, I was thinking of before. When I was stuttering over there, uh, but was the the one detail was what number does uh Stan Ross wear? 21. 
who is also Roberto Clemente's number, who also was the last player to end on 3,000 exactly. I was actually thinking that he's the only player in the history of baseball to end his career with exactly 3,000 hits. And obviously, it was an unfortunate reason why Roberto Clemente ended it, but he was Mr. 3,000 was ending it because he was like, I got my 3,000 and I'm done. And he quit so the middle speak, of the season. Speaking of fun facts, Stan gets that 3,000th hit in Miller Field, except that the Brewers didn't play at Miller Field in 1995. Yeah, they didn't. Because Miller Field wasn't erected until like 2000. Yeah, they played at County Stadium in 1995. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, that's true. Another fun fact was uh, Stan says he was inducted on the next ballot, but that's not possible because once he came out of retirement, he'd have to mm-hmm. wait five years to become eligible for the Hall of Fame again. Yeah, he would have had to wait another five years to get, to get eligible again. So, and then I, ironically enough, Stan's Hall of Fame plaque is actually in the Baseball Hall of Fame in the movie section, along yes, with. Along with the Rockford Peach uniform and, a, and the Field of Dreams marquee, as, long, as well as a, a plethora of other movie, uh, I guess, uh, props that yeah, were props. in the movie. I think Wonder Boy is also in there mm-hmm. um, from uh, The Natural. Yeah. But uh, but his plaque is in the Hall of Fame. I actually took a picture of it last time I was there. And they actually, I was looking up images about the movie. I wanted to, because we, we have access, able to put images up here. I was going to pull up his, his baseball card. But the movie was from so long ago that all the, uh, I guess, the resolutions were so, like, horribly outdated because from, what, 2004? Anytime uh-huh. I tried to upload it, it would it was all, gra- like, grainy and you couldn't read anything. But I was looking through his stats, and uh, I think he's – he's I think he barely hit over 300 home runs in it. Uh, it's really hard to read because the, uh, the image is just so old. Um, total home runs. He hit 312. 312. Yep. That's what I said. Right. Just over 300. And then I think RBI is in 2000. No. RBI. He's in 1,608. 1,600. So, but bad. he batted 314 for his career. Yep. 314 for his career. I was say he batted over 300. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's funny. They have a Stan Ross, uh, card and they give his, uh, his, all his stats and everything. I think there's a 299. 2,999 with batting over 300 for his average of his career. That might have gone down though for the movie. Yeah. I mean, again, but again, that's just because of reporters. I mean, it's, it's not legitimate. It's not a, and that's a shame. And that's a shame. Yeah. I mean, a rod doesn't have a rod's got over 3000 hits. He probably won't get into the hall of fame. No, he almost has 700 home runs too. He threw. I, mean, I said, is the is the the record holder for home runs, and he's not he in the hall. He's not getting into the hall of fame today. I w- I was gonna say uh, I would love to see a Mister Seven Hundred movie about a Rod coming back. But not a movie. I want to see it in real life. Like have him come back, hit those last three home runs. I think he's at, I think he's at six ninety seven. Um, have him come back, hit three home runs. Put like the Marlins or something. Just some some really bad baseball team. Uh, for the month of September, see if he could hit, crank three more dingers out. I think he could do it. He's I, still um, in good shape. I I was actually just thinking about that. Uh, Stan Ross came out of uh, oh, A-Rod. I Sal says that A-Rod's at 696. So he needs yeah. four. So um, it's four away. Close enough. I was, uh, I was thinking about this, and I posted it on Twitter the other day. Uh, with Stan Ross coming out of retirement, that reset his clock to get back into the – Hall of Fame. Yeah. I was wondering if, if Clemens and, and Bonds could do that. Just come back for one day, 
play, get one at bat or or throw one pitch or whatever the case might be, feign an injury, come out of the game, retire after the game, they're back on the ballot. I think because they already did the 10 years, I think they're done. I can't feel I don't I feel like that's not possible. Well, well, I mean, is there a rule that they can't? I mean, I, there might be a rule that they can't go back on the Hall of Fame ballot, but there's yeah. can't be a rule that they can't come back and play baseball. No, I think they could, but then they're not going to be on the Hall of Fame ballot anyway. So, that no, no, that's that. an interesting loophole, and maybe somebody needs be. to explore. If only I knew a lawyer. A Rod should do it. He doesn't need to it right now. He's got like another nine years left on the ballot. No, I'm saying like in a couple years from now, just come back, hit the four home runs, and then restart it. What have he been by then? I don't know. Just do it. <laughs> but, uh, I want to have several hundred home runs. Come on, A-Rod, what, come uh, I'm begging you. So uh, all that being said about Stan Ross, the boss, he paid the cost because he's Stan Ross. What would you think yeah. of the movie? Give me your rating. I, I, my rating is going to be – I'm not going to go as high as I've done other movies. I'm going to give it a two because, you know, it's – it is funny. It's good, Bernie Mac, but ultimately, like, I, I didn't really. I guess I don't know. I didn't really feel as much towards the actual making of the movie or like the actual production. I guess, like the whole storyline with the, the what's that? Because it didn't make you cry. No, no, I meant like because the whole like the thing before. I was like, whatever happened in Toronto? Like, never explained what happened in Toronto. They just it said, but like, I always hate that. Like, there's like a plot hole there, you know. And then I like the ending. There's a dig at Rafael Palmero. Yeah, there is. There is a Viagra commercial. commercial. Yeah. Oh, I also liked when he did the uh, the ad that was like the Charles Barkley ad. Uh, that was like a role model in the beginning. Yeah, it's uh, you don't like me because I because I did, but you love me because I'm one of the greatest hitters alive. Exactly. I love that Reebok commercial. That is a good commercial. That's like, yeah, the Charles Barkley and model role model commercial. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give it two out of five. I just didn't really. I liked it, but I didn't love it. I guess I could say. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it's I'm gonna give it a three because it just tell it tells all of the reporters that they suck dicks and balls. <laughs> and I couldn't concur any more than that. Like the but the the premise of the movie is about how the baseball writers association of America is a friggin' joke. So oh, I, I love anything that takes the reporters down a notch. Yeah, that's true. I do I do love that part of it, definitely. <laughs> but uh, unless you got anything else to add, I think that's what we got for uh, for yeah, Mr. Everything. 3000. Yep, that's everything. So that was our review of 2004 movie Mr. 3000 starring Bernie Mac, Angela Bassett, Brian White, Paul Sorvino, and Chris Knopf. Thank you so much for spending this time with us, and we'll see you next time. Stay rock! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Show your good side to the world and get rewarded. Become a plasma donor at Griffles and receive up to $800 your first month. You'll help save the lives of millions of patients. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.